a new global treaty to reduce greenhouse gases goes into effect without the U.S. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. A treaty went into effect at the beginning of this year in which 65 countries agreed to limit hydrofluorocarbons, or HFCs, used in air conditioners and refrigerators. HFCs are potent, nearly 12,000 times more so than carbon dioxide. While the treaty, called the Kigali Amendment, is a positive step, the two largest countries manufacturing and using HFCs, the U.S. and China, they didn't sign it. But Earther reports that China might eventually agree, and the U.S. refrigerant industry is in favor of the treaty, which is also supported by 13 Republicans. The industry is worried about China getting a leg up on making HFC-free air conditioners and refrigerators. Meanwhile, the U.S. is not on target to meet emission goals, according to a report from the Rhodium Group, an independent research firm. Carbon dioxide releases during 2018 rose by almost 3.5%. The news comes as a record number of coal plants were retired last year, and there was a growth in demand for electricity. But natural gas was the main fuel used to meet that increased need. The transportation sector is still the largest source of U.S. emissions for the third year in a row. Demand for gasoline fell, but the use of jet and diesel fuel grew. If there's a silver lining from this report, it's that carbon emissions are still down more than 10 percent since 2005. The Trump administration is meeting significant opposition, some of it bipartisan, to its plans to open nearly all offshore areas to oil and gas drilling. Last week, Democrats in the House introduced eight bills that combined would protect every inch of coast, including the Arctic. The nonprofit news source Coastal Review reports that on the same day, lawmakers from nine states filed bills in their legislatures blocking or limiting new offshore drilling. Legislators are worried not only about oil spills and their effects on coastal economies that rely on tourism and recreation, but also said that offshore drilling would lead to more greenhouse gas emissions. In South Carolina, the Republican governor and attorney general have now joined a lawsuit launched by environmental groups and nine other attorneys general to halt seismic testing for oil and gas off the Atlantic coast. While state legislators can only pass laws within a three-mile limit from the shore, they hope their efforts will show resistance to the pro-drilling agenda. The bills introduced in the House may not make it through the Republican-controlled Senate, but for now, release of a final federal drilling plan has been delayed due to the government shutdown. As the Earth warms, most of the excess heat is stored in the oceans, and a new report published in the journal Science finds that seas are heating up 40% faster than what was estimated five years ago. One of the authors of the study, Zeke Hosfather, told the New York Times that 2018 will be the warmest year on record for Earth's oceans, which he called the best thermometer we have for changes in the planet. Ocean temperatures have broken records for several years and have already devastated coral reefs, raised sea levels, and produced more destructive hurricanes. When waters heat up, they take up more space, leading to sea level rise affecting coastal areas. CNN reports that fish species respond to warmer oceans by migrating to cooler areas, and some places are too warm for any fish, which can lead to food shortages and insecurity. 
In the future, reservoirs could be doing more than storing water. They could be producing energy. According to a new report by the National Renewable Energy Lab, placing floating solar panels on existing reservoirs could generate 10% of the nation's electricity needs. Energize Weekly reports that one of the challenges of large-scale wind and solar generation is the space it takes. But the study shows that placing panels on reservoirs could save more than 8,000 square miles of land. The researchers identified 24,000 reservoirs suitable for photovoltaics. In addition to generating power, the study says the floating panels could reduce water evaporation and algae growth. Placing them near hydroelectric facilities could increase energy yields by using existing transmission infrastructure. Currently, Japan has the greatest number of floating solar arrays, and there are about 70 worldwide. And finally, 2018 was the most destructive wildfire season on record in California, according to the state's Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. Climate change is undoubtedly making the situation worse as the region dries, and because wildfires spew tons of carbon into the atmosphere, it's becoming a vicious cycle. One method to reduce the potential for destructive fires is to give them less fuel to get going. That means clearing flammable brush and grasses, tinder that could make a spark quickly turn into an inferno. Prescribed burns can help, but they're expensive and funds are already being spent to battle blazes. But there's a less expensive method gaining traction. Yep, using goats. Prescribed grazing, as it's called, to clear land is not new, but it's definitely catching on, especially in places like Nevada City, which is about 80 miles from Paradise, California, the site of last year's deadly campfire. Vice Mayor Renette Senum thinks goats can help the small town clear out-of-control blackberry bushes and other brush on its public lands. The plan is to put goats in pens with solar-powered electric fences and allow them to munch away. According to Wired magazine, the animals are highly efficient and very very nimble at eating around thorns. After they've moved on, humans can come in and clear out big limbs and other forest debris. But booking a herd costs between $500 and $1,500 an acre. While the city is looking into getting grants, that process can take many months, and time is of the essence. So the city set up a GoFundMe page, or rather a Goat Fund Me page, to raise the $30,000 they need. And Senum is hopeful that they meet their goal, telling locals that as a bonus, goats will happily eat poison oak. And who couldn't love that? This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Waterworks Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org. 